Who's Bekistan? Where's Bekistan? Why's Bekistan? How's Bekistan? Beck is in Uzbekistan. What's going good and what's going bad? And she's live from Tashkent, Uzbekistan, in the heart of Central Asia. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Tashkent, Uzbekistan. It is Saturday, December 31st. The last day of 2022. Um, so, yeah, a lot, a lot happened in 2022. Um, I hadn't prepared to reflect on that, but now that's on my mind, I'll see what, I'll see what, uh, circulates here as I'm, as I'm pausing and thinking for a moment. Um, but in the meantime, let me tell you what I'm excited about and what I'm puzzled about. So, uh, the... Weekend before Christmas and the weekend of Christmas, I had a full slate of activities. And working backwards, I spent all of Christmas Day over at an American friend of mine's house and um, lots of other Americans there and a couple British guys. Um, not, not people that I all, you know, like hang out with regularly or know particularly well, but we just had a great time together that day. Um, hanging out and eating snacks and had a big meal and um did a gift exchange and watched love actually and it was just absolutely the kind of event that when i envisioned my life overseas this is what i was hoping for so that was fantastic uh during the day i popped over and saw another friend of american couple that i'm friends with and to give them a little gift that was a quick visit um, that morning, I went to the Catholic Church to a Christmas Mass. I'm not Catholic, but, you know, it was just something nice to go do on Christmas, so that was good. Uh, Christmas Eve, a friend and I went to the hockey game and went to eat Chinese food, which just seemed very apropos for Christmas. And the Chinese restaurant here I really, really love because it has food similar to where I lived in China, in southern China. So, um, so that was a big treat. And, you know, I don't really eat tofu here. It's just not really a common thing. But, yeah, but was able to eat some really good tofu from the Chinese restaurant. And then the weekend before, there was a hiking outing uh, with several friends uh, over to the mountains. And as you've heard me complain before, the hiking conditions here are just horrendous. I would just love to bring in the Army Corps of Engineers to develop them, you know, some, some nice national parks and trails, but, um, but nevertheless, it's a, you know, it's a place where you can, like, walk along the river and walk up to some waterfalls. We had to cross the river six times each direction, and despite my valiant efforts, my left foot got wet, and then later on, my right foot got wet, but I learned something interesting from that. I had always thought if my feet got wet that this would be, like, the end of the world, but actually, like, after they're cold and wet, the temperature sort of equalizes with your body, and it did dry out, so, um, you know, nice little lesson learned there, um, but yeah, we, we had a good time together, and, uh, let's see, what was there, oh, then there was the symphony disco concert, the couple I was supposed to go with had to cancel at the last minute, so I had to go by myself, which was a little bit of a bummer, 
And the concert was a little cheesier than expected. Um, I've been to these other symphony rock things here before that are great. But this one was a little bit cheesy. And the tickets were in the nosebleed section, and I was there with the peasants. And, like, some women kept telling me I was in the wrong seat, but I was not. I, several other bizarre encounters with the people there that are very atypical of the experiences I have here. And then, oh, there's also my school party. Um, funny seeing all my colleagues up dancing and things like that. I could go on and on about that. And another big uh, Internations International Party um, at the Arabic restaurant. Also, which had dancing and lots of people. And, um, yeah, so it was, just, it was just absolutely two weekends straight of seven different activities. And, you know, some of which turned out better than expected. And some of which were maybe a little more ho-hum. But either way, I just thoroughly enjoyed the people I was around and just had a great time. Um, unfortunately, it's New Year's Eve, and no plans presented themselves for New Year's Eve. Um, you know, as I've said, some, some friendships here have grown this year, and some have weakened, and, you know, I'm trying to kind of take that in stride, so maybe something will come up at the last minute, um, but for lunch, I'm taking out a friend whose birthday was yesterday, and I live at the hotel, and they are cooking like a big feast and celebration today. Um, it's not really stuff I eat. And they were kind of worried about what I would eat. And I just informed them I was eating out lunch today with a friend. So, um, anyway, I'll have to report back on that after I see what all of their festivities were. Because um, New Year's Eve is Christmas in this part of the world. That is when Detmaros, I may be pronouncing that right, but it's like Grandfather Frost, but it's their version of Santa Claus. He comes on December 31. So this is really their high holiday. Uh, it may snow. Actually, I hope it won't, but, um, but it's not cold enough to freeze, thank goodness. So yeah, so I've just been enveloped in happy holiday shenanigans. And those of you who know me personally know that I have had a lot of very unhappy holidays in the past. And so, it just makes me really grateful when something goes well. Even though it is New Year's Eve and I don't have anything to do. Trying not to focus on that. So, anyway, yeah. So, that's just the, the glory of the International Expat Christmas. Just, when that works out, it's great. And some years living overseas, I haven't done anything. Can kind of ebb and flow, you know, depending on the community I'm in. But, whatever. This year, it worked out good. And I celebrate that. Um, what puzzles me? So, I have just spent approximately 28 hours this past week grading the essays of 130 of my students. And of 130, I gave 22 passing marks. And those were gifts because I couldn't fail everyone and had to drag a few people across the line. You know, I spent 12 weeks telling people, do not copy and paste. I spent the last three weeks pe telling people, do not copy and paste and change a few words and think that that means it's paraphrased. You need to write it yourself. Even if it's bad, I will give something bad a passing mark. I will give something that is copied with a few words changed a failing mark. 
and they didn't believe me. And, you know, um, you know, a, a good percentage of them had no reference list. A huge percentage of them had no in-text citations. A portion of them had no thesis statements. And the overwhelming amount of them sounded like magazine articles that they had copied and pasted and changed a few, and changed a few words. I said, change it. Oh, my God! Um, I hear that all the time here. And changed a few words. And the bottom line is, that does not meet the requirements of the class. They did not accomplish the goals that were supposed to be learned in the class. So, you know, we'll see in the end if the school makes me go back and raise some of these marks. But, um, but that's how it stands at this moment. And 15 did not submit their essay at all. But it was really, really tough reading all those things and marking all those comments for all the things they didn't do. But as some of those will go before the academic panel at our school, I wanted to, you know, make sure that I had really documented that as best I could because I want the marks to stand, you know. And if they want to redo the paper and do it correctly, I would take it again. I'll have to see what the school's policies on that are. But it's just so puzzling to me how I can you know, twice a week for 12 weeks, say don't copy and paste. And that's what they did. And the other thing that's puzzling is, um, if you're a teacher listening, you may be familiar with turnitin.com. It's a website that scans papers for plagiarism, and my school uses this service. But the kids have just learned how to trick it. So, I mean, there's papers that sound exactly like magazine articles that come up with nothing that has been copied. So, that's puzzling. How do they trick the turnitin.com? But really, it's made, and if anyone from turnitin.com is listening, I hope you hear this, it's really made the turnitin.com irrelevant. It really just became a tool to help the kids cheat because they just find the highlighted passages that have been flagged for plagiarism and change it enough so that it doesn't get flagged. So it's actually making the problem worse, not better. And I just don't know what the solution is to that. If anybody out there listening has some suggestions, please let me know. Um, but yeah, how to, how to get students to, to take our advice. And my school uses the Harvard referencing style. And so when you have a website, you're supposed to put the date that you accessed the website. And most of them use an online generator to create the citation, which... That in and of itself, I'm not that opposed to, although they need to double-check it to make sure it's actually in the correct format. But anyway, but when the online generator generated the date the students accessed the website, most of that was within two or three days of when the essay was due, meaning they threw these essays together within 48 hours of when it was due. And you can't write a research paper in 48 hours that is, that is of quality. And so they really outed themselves in that way with showing the date they accessed the article. Uh, so, yeah, that's very, it's kind of demotivating, demoralizing that I had really, really, really tried hard to get these students to, you know, develop some of these academic skills. And I just saw very, very little evidence that any of my efforts had paid off. So I'm not sure where to go with that next, but 
that's what happened. So uh, here we are at the close of 2022, and I'm just thinking of all the highlights and lowlights. And the first thing that comes to my mind is what a wonderful summer I had in my hometown and just got to do so much music and hiking and special events and eating good food and being with people I like and just all of those things was definitely a highlight. And looking at all the good social events I attended last school year here, it really introduced me to a, a range of people I would have never met before. Um, was definitely some highlights. Definitely some highlights. And also a highlight of 22, I'm, you know, I'm happy to be back teaching at a university. I'm happy for my moonlighting gig here. And just lots and lots to celebrate. There were big disasters also. Um, but, you know, let's just close out all those chapter, chapters and focus on what is going in a good direction. So I'm, I'm leaning hard into the second half of my second year here in Tashkent, Uzbekistan. And I'll be making a decision in the spring if there will be a third year, which I'm, I'm, I'm leaning in that direction. So whoever you are, wherever you're listening, if you're walking your dog... If you live in the triad near Replacements Unlimited off of I-40, if you're in my hometown, if you're in Turkey, if you're in Germany, wherever you are, thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening. Hear from you in 2023.